Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Today, we got Brayden and Kai joining me, Tyler, your host, to talk about JT Miller's new contract. Going to talk a little bit about the Vancouver Canucks then and their outlook with JT Miller on the books for so long. We're going to discuss a little bit about Patrick Patrick Kane before moving into Brain's Love Corner. Um, how do you guys feel, Canuck fan Kai, Canuck fan Braden, about the Miller signing? Unhappy. Unhappy? Yeah. Okay. We'll go into the exact reason why, but Braden's unhappy. I am in a vacuum. I don't hate the contract, but just everything to do with the Canucks makes me so sad. It doesn't make sense. It was just like a sign, like acquiring the guy in the first place. Good player, honest to God. Given it's a fair deal, it's not even a fair deal. That's actually, honest to God, it's a team friendly deal. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, there was, I there what was is the deal away. for the listeners? What is the deal? The deal seven years, is, seven yeah. years and eight million per. So we yeah. talked about Miller taking like he'd want nine minimum, and that like I thought that's what it would be is that it would have to be a seven by nine. Well, um, there was a report the day that it got signed in the morning and it was like even a team friendly contract for Miller looks like high eight. Yeah. So and so we got him at eight. It's a good contract for the player considering the output that he does. It just doesn't make sense given the timeline of the Canucks. It doesn't. And just e- even from a negotiation standpoint, if we want to get into it there. Before we get into that, let's do that. But like, just to set the scene, how good is Miller? Like, is he good? Why is he worth more than eight million? He was like a hundred point player. He's a hundred point player. He's the center. He can play center. He can play wing. He for like he's hard to play against. He's physical. Um, He's an asshole on the ice. He's an asshole. He fires you up. Important, right? Kind of reminds you of Ryan Kessler in that sense. Yeah, not as okay. much of a run as Kessler was. Ryan Kessler vibes, yeah. But he's not as good defensively as Kessler was. Keep in mind, Kessler was a Selkie candidate. Yeah. Miller, for all the old hockey men that love him, he's not good defensively. You go watch any game. Sure, he put up 99 points. Kai, how many goals did he score this year? 30-something? Yeah. How many goals did were a direct result of JT just going, I'm not going to back check at all in this play? <laughs> you say there was at least five. a little bit not even a little bit dude like you just yeah. watch him it's hilarious like he just stops moving his feet are moving he just glides okay and the puck goes in and he gets pissed off and he just screams okay. I, think that's a, he yells. I think that that's quite um exaggeration i'm sure there are there are times that he did fail to check and that's inexcusable however you know we hate plus mine it's terrible that said if he was that bad defensively and he never backchecked and he plays on a shitty team, how is he a plus 15 player last year? Because not every backcheck is going to lead to it by the exact same thing that proves why plus minus isn't a good thing. Your direct result, there's still four other players on your team and the goalie. I don't know. I just think that if like we're using that, I think his offensive prowess by far outweighs his defensive. Well, let's, like, let's, like, is he even we, does he have that prowess? We, we, Sorry, if we you know we talked about how Tony D'Angelo is he's so bad at defense that it makes him a net even player. Yeah, but JT Miller, like here's the thing. Like does the he case. have a lot of points? Yes. But he was fifth in the league on secondary assists. Okay. That's not 
That's and not most like of the most point, important assist, right? That's the worst assist to get. That's the worst. Now, a point is a point, and it's a good point. But that being said, you know, we can look at a lot of analytics. The main thing coming out with that is primary assists are way more predictive of actual point production, right? You are the primary passer. You're the last person who touched it before the goal score. Examples like you Mitch Murder and Gaudreau often lead yep. the league in primary assists. Exactly. Whereas a guy, secondary assists, and we're going to throw back a little bit, as the king of secondary assists was Thomas Caberlet. Mm. I love right? Caberlet. I love Caberlet too. That guy was good. And that's kind of a weird one where like secondary assists are good because you know that means it's, you know, he's starting to break out from his own end with a pass. If it's a player it's I like, else, it's a it's great good. stat. But yeah. for secondary assists, it's just, it has to go through so many other players in a game as random as hockey. A secondary assist is kind of like you were just there. For sure, there's cases where it may have been the primary cause and play that drove the goal or the goal scoring opportunity. But for the most part, secondary assists aren't that. Right. So, so you've got a guy who's point total not predictive exactly because that he's leading that. He gets a shit ton of power play production. Now, again, it's important to score. And if you can capitalize on your, um, you know, extra man opportunities, by all means, you should be scoring. Like you want your star players to have that, but you want your strong players to have strong five on five production. And Miller doesn't have elite, he doesn't have $8 million per year five on five production. How about a simple stat like this? Last year was his best year by a mile and it's his only year where he scored 30 goals. I mean, he's been playing for eight years, one 30 goal season. I don't think that's fair just because he had a six when his first during his short stint in New York to start, he had an extremely short lease. Yeah. Okay, up, I mean, he would have had 30 in the first COVID year for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Last like, year, they only played 53 games. So it's like, it, he could have gone on the heater or something. That's a guy who always was going to be a good player, but needed ice time, and he wasn't getting it in New York, and then he wasn't getting it in Tampa. Yeah. Right? And then he came to Vancouver. He got a shit ton of ice time, and he put up a shit ton of points. So for the first – the main thing being is that uh, there's a lot of stuff, primarily being the secondary assists and the five-on-five five points, where a seven-year deal to a 29-year-old guy is risky. We know how much you hate term for 29. I hate it. I think I said last year, I said, was it, was it last week? My little internal say it every week. what your pre 30 deal should go to 29. You go one year, you get to 30. Obviously you were never getting JT at that. Like the ideal was five or six, but you were never getting five or six. At JT Miller. That was going to have to be seven or eight. Um, it minimum seven. Cause that's what he could get on the open market. So, that, that's my thoughts there as far as how it affects the Canucks. Look, it gives the Canucks arguably the best uh, center depth in the NHL. With I Miller mean, Petter. you could argue that for a whole episode. The best <sighs> center depth. Uh, how many other teams can go up against Miller, Pedersen, and Horvat? How often does well, the I mean, that's Canucks actually that's do that? They do. Yeah, they, don't, they, will. they don't do that. Boudreaux has been very open at since before the contract was even signed. He was going, I can't wait to roll him with three centers. He's going to run them as three centers. I hope so. He will. He will. So that's what it is. That's the center depth. Okay. Patterson, Miller, Horvat. Not even Patterson, Miller, Horvat. It's going Miller, Patterson, Horvat. Okay. And then Curtis Lazar, elite. So Team Canada captain, World Juniors. Uh, so it gives the Canucks, for sure, arguably, arguably the best center depth in the league, and one of the best four groups in the league. Look at the top nine options. Like you can play around. Vasily Coles in Brock Besser. They got Andre Kizmenko coming in, who's a wild card, but you know we're thinking he's going to be a 40, 50-point player. Yeah. Connor Garland, Ilya Mikheyev, 
I'm not going to put them above like the Colorados, Toronto's of the world, Tampa's of the world, but sure. They have an elite enough offense to play with those guys for sure. It's honestly, well, here's one for you. Whose bottom six would you prefer Toronto or Vancouver? I'm not sure, but forward group as a whole for sure. Toronto's but bottom six. Bottom six got to go Canucks at this point. I think so too. And like, that's what the is addition... included in that bottom six. If so, because he he's the third or so. But then if it's not McKayev, then it's Connor Garland. Oh no. You know what I mean? Like, um, either, either way, like there's, there's a lot of swappable pieces there. Yeah. There, so it, yeah, it's I mean, with what you could do there. It's just we'll see. the main thing. And I, I was saying this to Tyler before we started and I'm sure you feel the same is that we got tired of betting because it was just year after year of mediocrity and we were okay with just fucking being shit or maybe pushing for a wild card spot to make the playoffs and to be out in the first round. I don't want to hear about the, the magical run that they went on to the second round. It's amazing that people say what a magic round. I had fun. I loved that year. They made it to the second round. That wasn't a run. Well, it felt like three. It felt like three, which is why, but it wasn't, it was two. They went two rounds in a play-in series. They weren't going to make the playoffs otherwise. So with this new management group coming in, all the talk was we're here to build a sustainable Stanley Cup contender that year in, year out, we're going to go for the Stanley Cup. This is not the move that a sustainable Stanley Cup competitor does. This is a win-now move by a team desperate to sell playoff tickets and desperate for playoff revenue. There's a fucking reason that the very first thing, the very first fucking thing that the team did upon signing this contract was sending out an, e- an email to all season ticket holders. Hey, yeah. here's some tickets. I got that. <laughs> I you know what? Guess what? Ticket holder, but I still got that email. Yep. If you're in their system, you got the fucking email. I'm not because yeah. I, I yelled at them before when they wouldn't fire Benning because I kept getting emails. I sent one back and they apologized and they haven't sent me an email since. Just uh, go look mad at, go at look Benning at for being Benning. Go look at the tickets. Go look at the availability for game one right now. So many empty seats. There's a reason they sent it out. The whole yeah, message I mean, is going to be different. That this is going to be different. That there isn't a bit of buzz going into this season. Um, I just think Vancouver takes them a little bit while to get in hockey mode. I know it does me personally. Well, uh, I think this sucked all the air out, you know, this sucked all the air out of the balloon. People want to change. They're excited for it. People were okay with a step back to move forward stronger. Yeah. And that doesn't happen often with fan bases. Like this fan base no. was okay with you trading your best player. Because they knew. They're yeah. smart people. There's the idiots. I, I just There's like how we, we both have these conversations about Miller where it's like, we need an A-plus prospect. We need a first-round <laughs> pick. We need a second-round pick. And now we resign him and we're like, yeah, he's okay. Like he, it's just because that's what a smart team does. A smart team looks at here's a 29 year old player who wants a long term deal with all this fucking, you know, all these negatives about him that are screaming risk. But you're smarter than the other people, and you take advantage of that because his perceived value is higher than what his market value is, or what than what his true value is. His market value is the perceived value. That's what the opportunity was. It was to capitalize on the other teams that wouldn't recognize a five-on-five lack of production, that wouldn't recognize the crazy secondary and no, like power play time. But instead, it's just going to become more of the fucking same. They got two years. They got two or three years. So let me ask you this, guys. As Canucks fans, would you have been happier with just a very bad return? Like, Would you have been happy with Miller for a first and a B prospect? Yes. Would you be happier with that? 
Yep. And honestly, that's kind of the thing we talked about that was that we had to adjust to that. The Debrinka deal was nothing. If that's what Debrinka got, how could you ask for more from Miller? Yeah, that's right. So you knew it was going to be less. Dude, I even felt if you just traded Miller for like a second round pick and a guy who was going to be at very minimum a second pair right hand defenseman in the NHL. I was very happy. Well, top four defensemen are worth Taylor Hall, and we know that. Yeah, like they're hard to get, and that's the thing. Like the t- you see in the team. Oh, why haven't you made any moves in the fence? Oh, well, you know you got to have a partner. Yeah, and you don't have any fucking assets to move for them. <laughs> so why are you keeping your most viable asset? You know the defense needs to change. Here's what it is. Here's what it is right now going into next season, and this is assuming that Ekman Larson plays the right hand side. Hughes and OEL is your top pair. That's not bad. Not bad. I'd prefer a right hand defenseman. On the right-hand side, but you can deal you can with that. can make that work. Here's your second pair, Travis Dermott and Tyler Myers. How's that inspire you with confidence? Third pair, Luke Shen and Jack Rathbone. I love the third pairing. Yeah, that's a very good third pairing. You're going to get eaten alive. You're relying on Demko and Quinn Hughes. That's what that Unless Dermott makes this crazy jump. Here's the thing. Dermott has a fantastic results on the third pair. He does. He's he is better than third pair yep. defenseman, he's and he's better than third liner. Who screams? That's one of the guys who analytics go. This is a guy who should, you know, all the signs are there. You should put him up top, and he'll thrive. And then for whatever reason, he just isn't able to reach it at that level. Mm-hmm. He's an overachieving third pair, and he's an underachieving second pair. But to me, that's a guy. Okay, so you keep him on the third pair. Maybe he can help out in a pinch on the top four, but that's not a year long top four player. So no. you've got no defense. You've got no fucking money. We were talking about this before. Andre Kuzmenko, let's say he likes it up, puts 50 points up this year. He's over at the end of the year. Horvat is still up at the end of the year. Uh, you got Hoaglander expiring at the end of the year, and you got Luke Shen expiring at the end of the year. Oh, and Travis Dermott. So you, with Horvat coming in, you're not going to have a lot of money. You can't re-sign Kuzmenko. Do you trade him? I hope so. you got to move Pearson or Dickinson. I think either one of Garland or Hoagland is gone. I mean, Myers has value, um, but the fact is he is a top four defenseman. So he's it's a like top four defenseman and who he's trade a top four defenseman. And it's like, we already won, right? Yep. And like, I think the cap space there is more valuable, but then who do you like? Who eats the minutes? Who plays those time? We know they <laughs> want to be competitive. It's just, they force themselves into the two year window where, you know, I saw this one tweet the other day. You know, some fucking Benning bro being pro Miller. And oh, here's my point projections. Here's how it shows how, like, they absolutely can win a cup. His point projections uh, Miller and Pedersen both putting up 100 points. Besser putting up 65 points or 30 goals. Like, it was everybody hitting their best fucking possible. Right. Scenario. You better have everyone hit. Yeah. This and that's door. how Benning fucking planned for years. And we saw how that happened. Nothing ever goes to plan. No one ever fucking plays as good as what they should. You have players who do for sure, but not but by and large, not everybody is going to have their contract fucking best year ever all at once. Sorry. It doesn't happen. Yeah, for sure. Well, now that it's happened, this is what it's going to be. We can't complain about it for years and years. I can. Oh no, yeah. We can. I, yeah. I fucking can. I did it with Benning. I'm going to do it with this. Okay. It's but a so stupid move. Well, I'm saying going forward this year, then. I'll enjoy it. Canucks have a chance. Look, I will go to Canucks games. I will spend money that I should be shouldn't on them for sure. They're buying into the Boudreaux rum. And look, honestly, now that we re-signed Miller, I'll probably bite the bullet and get him. The only reason why I haven't up until now is because I thought he was going to be gone. 
I'm not right. getting a Miller jersey at a protest on this. Um, <laughs> I will never buy a JT Miller jersey. I don't care. You're it's, mad about this one. Dude, you were sad. The I, watch us, watch us trade Horvat and then make Miller our next. We will. We're going to lose watch Horvat. Out. Watch. We're going to lose Horvat. And here's the thing. I was thinking about this before. We were talking about, you know, who's better, Pedersen or Miller. Um, Who JT is better, Miller's, Pedersen or Miller? JT Miller is the Canucks' fourth best player when everybody is playing to, at their peak. Behind. Number one on the team. The best player on this team when everyone is playing to their peak. Honest to God, it's I think it's Quinn Hughes. It yeah. could be Thatcher Demko. Quinn honestly. Hughes, either or. Yeah, I mean, that, both those guys have way more of an impact when they're on the ice. Than I go Hughes, Petey, Demko, Miller. Yeah. Okay. Petey, I mean, I want Petey to beat that guy. I just I need to see it over a full season. I think he can. We talked right, about over it. Over a full season. Because last, last year, year, he was injured and he, he had switched well. his stick. You could completely switch to something yeah, different. Switch stick, okay. Dude, all I'm saying is as soon as he switched his stick back <laughs> and took some time off to recover over the Christmas break, he was electric and played at 100-point pace. 100-point pace. So also, he has it in him. But, Braden, think about this. I traded him in fantasy that week, too. So what really inspired him to start <laughs> playing well? Yeah, I know. I picked. Up, I got him from you, didn't I? Or did you trade him to somebody else and I wanted him? I think I traded him to Stewart. We had a deal and I didn't take it. Yeah, that it was, was a three-way. A, I said I said yes too late, but like okay. So for me, for PD to overpass Miller as like Canucks best forward in my view, I think that he needs to be take another step forward defensively because at this point, PD has never had a full season over a point mm-hmm. game where Miller crushed it last year, and yes. I think PD is better defensively than Miller, but not enough so to make up that gap. He drives play more. He drives play more. He's stronger defensively. Like to me, he already is the better player. Dude, he's still well, with the age curve, points this year. The age curve, I bet you going into next season, I'll take PD. Mm-hmm. Not over the career. I'll take next season PD. Dude, over he's next up 100 season points player. next year. Just watch. 100 you points season from PD? Yep. I hope so. But he like, has it in him. He absolutely fucking has it in him. And he's only if 22. he's not playing with Miller, he won't do that. If they go down to one, two, three, they're not going to. Man, him and Brock Colson looks good together. Like, I mean, if Brock's healthy, right? You never know. Brock, I guess if you go Besser, Besser yeah. That's the best 30 goal scorer to never score 30 goals. Has he never scored 30 goals? He, he has never scored 30 goals Brock, every year. We're like, oh, this year he's getting 30. I mean, he got 29 one year in his Brock rookie. Besser has <laughs> always played at a 30 goal pace, except for this past season. Yeah. And his dad died. Yeah, I'm willing to give him a little leeway on this season. Man, but, that was so tough. Eh? Yeah, For the kid, dude, the How entire year, like that? Yeah. he knew that he knew, you know, the, all the health issues. Like, he's always played at a 30 goal pace. Yeah, it, he's a extremely good player, man. Yeah, put him with PD. Okay, maybe I could see. I'll I'll concede 90 points, but I don't know. Hundreds like great season for PD. Offense is a up. It's just the only reason sure. I say that. You know, what I mean, sure. like. Um, in recent years, like we're seeing way more hundred point players. I mean, Miller got yeah. 99, right? So Miller yeah. got 99. So yeah, I, I think PD can put up a hundred. Um, like to me, that's the 40 goal, 60 assist season. One right? thing I've seen on Twitter and what you guys are probably overall mad at about this contract is that it, not it in a vacuum, like you said earlier, but the Canuck situation now, it seems to be, you can win a few rounds with Demko and your forward core, but you're not built to win a cup. Yeah. You have to have a magical run. Like that's the issue is that the defense 
isn't good enough. Like Tyler, we talked about this. I've seen Benning bros going, Oh, look at the defense group that Rutherford had in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Rutherford had fucking Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. It wasn't the defensive core that won Penguins Cups no. any of those three times. No, it was Sidney Crosby. It was great goaltending, too, from Leafs starter Matt Murray. Let's not forget that. Like, is, like, is the goalie piece there? Yeah. Is the defense piece there if we want to compare it to the Pittsburgh teams? Yeah, because like they're both bad. Is the center depth there? No. Pittsburgh had better. They had right. the best player in the world. You had Sidney Crosby and Kenny Malkin and Phil you arguably You had arguably the best player in the history of the NHL and Sidney Crosby. That's an argument that I would yeah, love to. I'm talking. I'm have. talking about Phil Castle. Um, <laughs> he should have won that damn con Smythe. I've said it five times on this podcast, dude. That line of like Castle, Joey Chestnut, and fucking whoever else was absolutely unreal. The HBK line. It was uh, Haglin, Benino, Castle, and that line was over a point per game. Line. Crazy. No one catch the Joey Chestnut joke there. Or? I don't understand it. Are you inferring Joey? that he Kessel eats hot dogs a lot? Yeah. No, okay. Thick one, Braden. I'll be Thank sure to on. not cut that. Thank you. Long story, like, yeah, I don't know. Sum it up. It's that it's just more of the same. It's gonna be three. I don't know. I like legitimately. This is how I'm feeling right now because this deal is Elias Pettersson resigning with the Canucks at the end of this deal. Yes. You're worried that is all over now. He's got two years left. Patterson loves the Canucks. He does, hey? You can Patterson tell. also wants to get paid. Do you not know, remember that contract negotiation? Like, that guy will not take a cent off of what he's worth. Like, he wants his money. Fair. I think the Canucks will give it to him. I don't yeah. know if they'll have the room. They'll make it. Yeah, By they'll what? just have... Trading away Besser, trading away Pod Colson, trading away They'll Hughes. have a, a shittier year team, yeah. But they'll like, make what are sure they, How are they going to do that? Trading away a, better, a good player? Like, that's what they... They're not going to trade away Hughes. Yeah, but Hughes, but that's my point, right? Is like... Okay, now you get to have 34-year-old JT Miller. No, I mean, they might not be Colson. So. And I don't like that. Like That's a legitimate possibility, though. That's your workhorse. That's your captain. I think that sends a bad message to the team if you trade Horvat. The guy who put up with all the fucking shit of Benning's career, and you just yeah. say, fuck you. This is... Bull Horvat should be furious with the JT Miller signing. Yeah, I mean, he would never... Say that, the Vancouver, they, well, he wouldn't, and I'm sure he's happy for the guy. But the Vancouver Canucks have done the Bull Horvat with the Toronto Maple Leafs to the Phil Kessel. What did the Leafs do to Phil? They wasted his career. They wasted his prime years, and they've done the exact same traded him to Horvat. 27. I'm like Horvat. Horvat still got years left in his prime. He's 27. He's, he's played okay, in the I'm, playoffs twice. Right, okay, okay, okay. Right, let's look at. Let's think about it this way. Canucks window right now is the Devils contract, right? I think, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's the PD contract. It, I think you can extend it as a four-year window. I think it's the current PD contract because yeah. after that, either way, you really either get way, out. he would be like Max is twenty-seven to thirty-two years age. That's his prime. If anything, I think he's happy with the signing because the Canucks have set up the potential to enter a window in his prime. I think he would be personally more pissed off if the Canucks trade him over. Hey, Bo, I you got three years with that. You get three years, or we're going to take one year off, and then you're going to get nine years. What do you want? Yeah, but I mean, Horvat does like 10 years from now. Who knows if he's even going to be, right? Do you want three years or nine years? 
I mean, as a player in your prime, you probably go with three. Yeah, you, you take three chances at something instead of nine chances at it. It's not that simple. It is. That's what I'm asking. Three years and nine years. But that's as not fan, okay. You're trying to compare fan, that to the situation. That's as a fan, nine years. As a player, you probably get three. As a player, you take nine. I get nine chances to win a Stanley Cup. I'll take nine over three. But I mean, who knows? He's going to be with the team for nine years, right? That's the whole thing. How we know he's going to be there with three? He might be gone at the end of this season. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pissed off. I I don't like it. I'm I'm pissed off that I have to be pissed off about this. This is a signing that I should be happy about. I should be fucking happy that my team just signed a 99-point center in the right. NHL to a seven-year deal under eight at eight million dollars, under eight and a half. Right, because like we said in the vacuum, pretty good deal. For it's a good a, deal. It's a good a, player. Not a star player, but probably the tier underneath. Yep, an elite player. Elite player. Yes, that's I would the put word. him as slightly below Huberdeau level. Right, and, and Huberdeau Huber being a superstar level. And yeah. I'm, yeah. I want to bring that up. That pissed me off. I saw, um, of course, Bar Batting Bros going, oh, people were so happy and thought that the Huberdeau signing was so good, but they hate the Miller's thing. Dude, the Huberdeau, that's completely taking out the Kachuk stuff out of context. Mm-hmm. The Flames got dealt a shit fucking hand, and they turned it into something, and they're in contention. The they are- totally did so well. We can yeah. talk about the Flames oh, offseason another time because they're – they killed it, man. The Canuck, here's the difference. The Flames got put into this fucking back to the wall, no options, you know. Like come out with maybe a better team. Find 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 something. Dude, at the very best, maybe you come out with slightly worse. And they came out, I think we would all agree better. Maybe, yeah. The Canucks were back into the corner. The Canucks have wide open fucking field. And they put a blindfold on and fucking just fell over. Yep. So are you just as mad as this? At this ownership group and not ownership group, this um, general manager front office group, because it seems like where, for the most part, you guys have been way on board with this one. And this is the first move where Braden, you specifically are pissed off. My thing and where I still have confidence with this management group comes from how they've rebuilt the bottom six. They aren't looking at Anton Roussel and Jay Beagle and going three by four. Now, I don't love the McKayev signing, but McKayev is a lot better than Jay Beagle or Anton Roussel ever was and ever, you know what I mean? Like Mikheyev can outskate McDavid. We know what he's going to be. I love what they did with the Lazar signing. You know, my main point being there is that when you have the really strong players, which the Canucks do, right? When you have the core players, but people act like the toughest thing about building a team is getting the star players. It's not, you have to suck. Like it's really easy to get a really good player on your team. You'd be shitty for a year. The difficulty in building a Stanley Cup contending team is tinkering around the edges. Jim Benning's biggest issue came with tinkering around the edges. He'd give these massive deals out to these players that, you know, you're paying for past service. Um, The new management group to me does feel like they recognize that your bottom six, while it's important to have those strong players, that you have to find the, I don't want to say the diamonds in the rough, but you don't overpay for past stuff, right? Right. The Curtis Lazar deal. Add Mikheyev, they add Kuzmenko. They Dude, add the Lazar, Lazar signing might be my favorite one that they've done. Three years at $1 million for a fourth-line right-hand center that can kill penalties. Bravo. Like That's, that's an extremely good deal. Um, letting Mott walk. Benning would not have let Mott walk. He would have signed him to like four by two and a half. Right. I love Tyler cool. Mott. Good on you for letting him, like for trading him. Um, the Travis Dermott deal, like I like that. So I think that if there's anyone who 
like that's the thing too if there's anyone who's going to be able to take this bet on miller and continue to tinker on the edges like i've got faith in management to be able to tinker on the edges it's just i think you could have given yourself a lot more fucking leeway and a lot more you know creative liberties for yourself if you had moved him small outlook then we'll do big outlook do the canucks make the playoffs or win around this year playoffs kai, yes kai do you think they make the playoffs yes do they win around what's i going for here's the thing you're making they, it as a wild if card they're in a wild card no well but but <laughs> but bubble yeah. demko that's the thing demko right like it legit it's uh, legitimately better. that much of a thing where i go with Thatcher demko okay yeah. People would not want to draw Vancouver in the playoffs in the first round if you're Dude, imagine if you're Vegas and like team. you like probably get back to Vegas. Vegas puts up That's my prediction. I don't think so. I'm really interested to see how Campbell does. I think I think Vegas doesn't make top I think it's Vegas. Spot. Really? I, okay. You know, I'm an, you know, I'm an Aiden Hill believer. Picks, a lot of people are saying uh, Flames. Flames are a really good bet to go with there. I think LA Kings finish like, higher why, than Vegas why does. Vegas, you know? like what, what has improved in Vegas' fortune from last year? Literally nothing. They're still a really good team. They lost Pacioretty. That's such a big part of their team. And they get a full season of Jack Eichel. Now Aiden Hill's their <laughs> starter. Good goalie, yeah. Mark Andre Fleury and Leonard were both very better than Aiden Hill. I have faith in Aiden Hill. I will have a dude. You've you still got Aiden Hill hasn't won a Vesna. You got a year Jack Eichel. Like that. There's the answer right there. You got a year Jack Eichel. I guess, but like you're losing goalies, Patcheretti, just to get Eichel. Here's the thing. Like here's the the thing with goalies. Aiden Hill has shown like he can put up good results on shit teams. Dude, that guy put up good numbers behind the Arizona Coyote and the San Jose Sharks defense. I'm willing to bet that that guy's going to put up a nice save percentage when he his defensemen are number. Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, Shea Theodore, Braden McNabb. Like, Vegas That's has what extremely Vegas good defense for them. That's what Petrangelo took a step back last year, and Martinez still is a old. good player. Those are still both like very good players. Shea Theodore is one of the best defensemen in the league. They oh, have yeah. no depth and wait till Petrolangelo's injured and then we'll see how that Vancouver team looks against Vegas. I think Vancouver might even finish higher than them. They got Ben Hun. Um I honestly I think I'd take my club of Vegas at this point. Yep, me too. I wouldn't. In regular season standings and looking at the rosters even going into the season, I think Vancouver, the odds won't reflect it, but I like Vancouver more than Vegas. Weirdly <laughs> enough. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. I think LA might take a step back. No, Tyler, you got to clip that. I'll clip it and then delete it with... No, LA won't actually. So quickly if it's wrong. so fucking good. It's so... LA's good, man. LA added a a lot. I thought they'd take a step back and I'm thinking about it with like... What about the Fial? Anaheim's going to be looking for Bedard, which is nice. Yeah. Um, we will be previewing this division soon, so let's not get yes, too okay. deep into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't get too deep here, but just because you mentioned Anna, I don't know. It's just, here's I think the, that they're going to be too good to be in the dark. Yeah, so? it, here, here's the biggest issue when we're looking at this, is that Vancouver is going to be in the hunt for a wild card spot, or like yeah. the third division spot, for sure. 
you shouldn't be signing a deal like this to a 29 year old player. If signing this player makes you go, Oh, maybe we'll get wild card. Right. You should be a strong first or second. Place you have to division. be like, Oh, hopefully we win the division with this signing. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't be going, Oh, maybe we'll finish 15th in the league. I think they have every chance if their ceiling isn't 15th, their ceiling is like second in the division. I think yeah. the Canucks. Oh, dude, do. if everything goes right, absolutely right. And this is what we come back to. If everything goes right, they can absolutely finish. Dude, they can finish first in the division. They could. They've got the best center yeah. depth in the league. They've got one of the best top nine groups in the league, and they have a top five goalie in the NHL. Yes. Dude, top three. What if Demko wins the Vesna? Yeah. We absolutely could. Dude, here's the thing, too. I, 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 I was seeing this the other day. Do you remember in Quinn Hughes's call or, or in his like rookie season? It was him, Fox, and Makar were like the big three that came in at once. Makar and Fox have won Norse trophies. Quinn Hughes hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, would Quinn Hughes have a Norse trophy this season or before if he had an actual uh, capable partner? He'd probably get nominated more. Yeah, Dude, like he's had Chris Tanna for a year, and then he had Luke Shen and like Tyler Myers. Last year was brutal for him. Dude, it's terrible. Even this year is going into it. Like, Adam or like Adam Fox has um oh fuck what's the defenseman's name Swedish guy anyways they have him whatever his name is um and Makar has who's Makar's partner do you guys Devin remember who Daves. oh oh yeah a fucking elite defenseman in the NHL yeah like Move for two seconds so is there any more points on Vancouver Miller contract you have anything else to say i mean we just went at it for half an hour so there's none we'll cheer yeah. for him right like we'll be happy yeah we also like the Canucks. i hope they make the playoffs Hopefully they make the playoffs yeah dude i do you remember the vancouver connects goalie or the vancouver connects jersey i bought in the summer and i'm desperate to wear it as much as i can who'd you buy remember i got the white skate alex mcgillney oh. <laughs> mcgillney <laughs> you, you and i can rock those together i got the white skate uh trevor linden Oh, like Come I need on. excuses to wear those, right? But yeah, and I will. And dude, if those alternate ones are leaked, and I love the look of them, I'm gonna be buying a Quinn Hughes alt a reverse retro. When Vancouver visits the Leafs this year, we have to go, Braden. Yeah, being oh, that yeah. both of us are be, close, we should go. I will use my connections, um, and I'll see if I could get us those box seats. I'll try also to use my loose change connections and get us some box seats. <laughs> <laughs> But moving on um, from Vancouver, we will talk about it more. Patty came is supposedly on the move and then he's not. It's this weird rumor that sounds like some editor and leaf bullshit, but there has some insider talk about it. Like Friedman's talking about on 32 thoughts as it could be a possibility, maybe closer to the trade deadline. Do you guys think that it's going to happen? Do you guys like to see it happen? And if so, who are some teams that could actually do it? Because that's an expensive contract. But Um, probably somebody, I think a team like, who would want Patrick Kane? And do you think it happens? I think the Carolina Hurricanes would like him. I think uh, the Edmonton Oilers would like him. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers would like him. Um, Oh, gosh, who else likes pieces of shit? Uh, Winnipeg would probably like him a lot. (laughs) I knew you were gonna do this. We're not what? pro Ottawa. Patrick Kane, the person. Yeah, Otto, <laughs> I, we don't know anything for sure with Otto yet. I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's looking likely, but we don't know for sure yet. So I'm gonna hold off until we know for sure. Um, because you know those two players in Ottawa, 
Uh, we don't have anything for sure with what happened with them, with their involvement. Uh, we do know that Patrick McCain did pay a settlement uh, for a rape case because, you know, he did that. So kind so of a you're shitty anti guy. Patty Kane the person. But what I asked was. Remember when he, he beat the shit out of a uh, Buffalo cab driver because he was five cents short on his uh, cab fare? Uh, great guy. A really good guy, Patrick Kane. Um, where do I think he goes? Yeah, I think Edmonton actually is extremely likely. Um, I think so, really? Yeah, no, I legitimately do think the Oilers are interested in him. Um, I've seen the Leafs. I don't think the Leafs do it. No, that's what I was referencing. That's where I first heard it. The Leafs yeah. aren't trading for Patrick Kane. They called. They 100% called, but I don't think that they're getting Kane. I think I do legitimately believe the Oilers as a strong um, contender there. I could see Nashville. I know it's a random one out there. I could see Nashville being into him. Someone just taking a random swing. What about L.A.? The LA Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Just taking a swing. I mean, any team can make a swing, right? But that teams I want to make a push, right? Like I could see them, like even honestly, yeah, the Suns, I could. Um, but I think their focus is on D now more than anything. What kind of return would Patrick Kane get? Does he get more or less? Here's the thing. Here's the problem with Patrick Kane specifically in the Debrinket trade is that you're the GM that traded Debrinket for fucking nothing. Right, so like your max ceiling is that now you can never get more max. than that. I think you could get more, but Th- than that, re- really? I think you could get more. Like I think, I think everyone you could get more knows Patrick Kane than you can get for Debrinka. Really? I don't know. I it's it's NHL GMs, right? Like they love paying off past stuff. To me, I'm going. This is Patrick fucking Kane. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Debrinka put up the numbers he put because he played with Patrick Kane." So. That probably didn't hurt. I'll tell you that. That's fair. Oh, you it's, know who's going to be last year though. It's like just you know who's going to be for sneaky. You know who's going to be sneaky into him? The Islanders? the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, you mean the team what that just randomly got that? Goudreau and Patrick Lane? They're always the in on team that, that traded for Duchesne and Duzingle and Panarin. Duzingle? Yeah, Duzingle? no. Yarmo Kekalainen. You're you're really going to tell me he's not going to give an offer for Patrick Kane? That would be dope. That that's a hundred percent of keep an eye out on that. They've got recent trade history with Adam Bokvist. You heard it here first. Inside sources suggest Patrick Columbus, Columbus Blue Jackets. There's some connections there. Here we go. Mini. They got one more year before they gotta. Yeah, just end go it for all. it this year and then just yeah. Fuck it. What about Vegas? Playing. Vegas. Yeah, we have to always put them in there. Um, Vegas will yeah. do that anything. Mean they, they will trade like three guys who have been there for years. For Dude, Patrick. how much would Phil Kessel light it up if he had Patrick Kane on his other wing? Oh my god! <laughs> Phil Kessel could score thirty goals this year. How about a line of Kane, Eichel, Kessel? Look, <laughs> <laughs> just just throwing that out there. That really sounds like something you do in NHL for <laughs> shits and gigs. Dude, that's what <laughs> Vegas has been. Yeah, that's true. They've been a fantasy team. Yeah, I guess there's not much to talk about because there's no true rumors, but I just wanted to hear what you guys thought, like where he could go. Boston. I think I think Boston, yeah, is absolutely about to say that. Boston's a move because I hate Boston. And having Patrick Kane make that team better just sounds like something the hockey world would do to me. Panthers, yeah. maybe. Any team. I guess there's really any team. I think that wraps it up for hockey talk for this week. We're starting division previews next week on the Loose Change podcast. So look out for that. Um, we're going to be doing a division a week for the next four weeks before the season starts because we have about a month to the season. And with that, 
I lead into Brayden's love corner, who I don't want to spoil it. Brayden, how has that been going for you? Look, we're going to be very, normally I share everything with you loyal listeners, but I've had a good week. I, uh, I had my Tinder date. Things went extremely well. Saw her again. Uh, that was, what night did I see her first? I saw her first on Friday night. And then I saw her again Sunday night. So last night. No, I'm going to oh, say this. It's gone two, extremely. What do you call these dates or are you just song? Um, we went out to the bar in like a group of us on the Friday yeah. night. The group then... date. Good, yeah, good call. Yeah. Hmm? The group date's always a good call at the beginning. Yeah. You're and worried about it. But... I was. I was really nervous. And then uh, Sunday night, we one of our buddies that came out to the bar on Friday night with us was having a, a little house party. So we invited her and her friend. Oh, no, no, no. So you haven't actually Friday. Had no. So we're going on Wednesday. Nice. For dinner. But um, no, I like it. We're both on the same page with what we're looking for and stuff. Like communications there. Oh, that's awesome. Readily apparent, which is nice. Yeah, no, I, uh, what what are you looking for? Are you I'm, looking for love? I'm looking for love, as Love Corner has suggested. Good. The whole it damn segment. I just, about wanna, it. I just wanted to clarify that you are. <laughs> this so, is what we we're uh, looking for here. Now we're both looking for something more more serious here. So I'm I'm happy we're both uh, on the same page there. So, um, and I'm this... not going to get into more than that because I don't want to jinx it because I always count my fucking eggs before they've hatched. Well, that about does it. Um, did I tell you guys that I started a dating website for chickens? It's not my regular day job. I just do it to help make hens meet. 